Hello and welcome to our Grains Convoy podcast series brought to you by the Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development. These short podcasts aim to assist grain growers by delving deeper into our research projects that target crop protection, crop production, soils and genetics in broadacre crops. I'd like to acknowledge the Noongar people on the land I am recording this podcast and the Aboriginal people of the many other lands Deep Herd operates. I'd also like to pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. My name is Cindy Webster and I'm a research agronomist based at Deep Herd's Narragin office. Today I'm talking with Dr Brenton Leskey, a Deep Herd research scientist based in South Perth, about managing frost in broadacre crops. Welcome to the podcast, Brenton. Thank you, Cindy. Brenton, can you tell us what your role is at Deep Herd? Uh, so I've been working as a research scientist with Deep Herd for the last eight and a half years, um, and that's been primarily focused on cereal frost research during that time. Um, and also during that time, I completed my PhD thesis, exploring traits that might explain differences uh, in the susceptibility of wheat to frost damage. Can you tell us what weather conditions classify as a frost event? Uh, so a frost in WA refers to an event where the screen temperature at the local weather station falls below 2 degrees. Um, others might use a, a different threshold, uh, but in WA we see uh, damage in wheat crops at warmer temperatures uh, than in other parts of Australia. We've observed frost damage can occur uh, before ice formation occurs and plant tissues freeze. Uh, so this year, isolated frosts at the end of August on the 30th and 30th, 31st, uh, were preceded by strong cold fronts earlier in the month um, on the 16th. Um, and in the metro area, we had winds uh, greater than 100 kilometres per hour. And so some research that was published by uh, Risby and co-workers, uh, they showed that strong cold fronts um, were able to pull cold air up from Antarctica um, in 2014 during frost events in August. Um, and also this was shown to occur uh, in September frost in 2016 in WA. And Brenton, what impact does frost have on broadacre crops? As the cereal crops are most susceptible to frost damage at the post-heading stage um, and also through to and after uh, flowering and grain filling. Uh, for canola and pulses, uh, they're vulnerable at budding, flowering and pod development and pod filling stages. Uh, due to the plant's indeterminate nature in these crops, uh, frost can affect um, plants at these stages all at once. Uh, frosts at pod development and pod filling stages are generally regarded as the most damaging for grain yield. Uh, the ability for plants to produce uh, new flowers and pods has passed at this stage. Uh, in terms of the susceptibility of uh, different crop types. Um, for cereals, from most susceptible to least susceptible, we've got wheat as being more susceptible uh, than barley and oats being at the more least susceptible end of the spectrum. Uh, in your pulses, um, from most susceptible to least susceptible, uh, field peas are generally regarded as very susceptible, uh, followed by lentils, chickpeas, lupins and favour beans are being least susceptible. What are your tips for growers checking if their crops have sustained frost damage prior to harvest? So they can look for bleached or distorted anthers or ovules in 
flowering wheat crops, uh, or in barley, it appears as translucent uh, forests. Uh, grain filling damage in wheat uh, appears as white, shrunken, and later turning brown uh, in colour, uh, and crimpled and dimpled grains. Uh, for canola and pulse crops, uh, pods can be inspected uh, to check the integrity of the seeds inside the pods. Uh, Frost-affected seeds, they're uh, discoloured or distorted in their shape and present these symptoms. Uh, the Deep Herd Frost ID Guide is a really handy uh, resource for this um, and it's got more detailed descriptions of what the damage uh, can look like and also uh, some helpful accompanying pictures to show this. And uh, growers can, and consultants can access copies of the guide on the Deep Herd website. Uh, and they can also contact me uh, via email for a hard copy. Uh, in terms of uh, crops uh, later in the season, there's little that can be done for them um, once they're ripening um, and if frost damage is found then um, because the window for cutting a crop for hay has passed. However, uh, areas that have been frosted um, this season or in uh, past seasons can help inform management uh, for future seasons uh, when it comes to zoning a farm uh, based on the frost risk. And what options are available for crops that have sustained significant frost damage? Uh, for some growers who have access to a hay buyer, they can cut their crop for hay. Um, also, if they've got livestock, uh, this can be uh, a good supplementary feed source. Uh, when making decisions around if they cut a crop for hay and or leave it for grain and what thresholds they might uh, make that decision or areas they might uh, do that over, that they're best speaking to their consultant about that. Um, and that's because uh, damage thresholds uh, for hay, whether that's more profitable than grain, that depends on commodity prices, markets, uh, and environmental factors such as seasonal rainfall, and stored soil moisture. If growers are saving seed from paddocks uh, that uh, have frosted areas in them, uh, DeepHerd recommends that they select seed from areas that are less frost prone. Uh, we've done some preliminary research that indicates that ice nucleating bacteria uh, can be present on frosted uh, grains and it's not recommended this seed is used for the following season. And before sowing their crops next season, how can growers minimise their frost risk? Uh, so growers can look at uh, zoning the farm uh, at the farm level and paddock level based on the frost risk to improve their management. Um, and so zoning it incorporates uh, looking at elevation, uh, soil type and past frost history uh, from yield data or temperature loggers as well um, to classify their farm based on areas of high frost risk and low frost risk and um, manage these areas of their farm uh, appropriately. Um, they can also sow appropriately match varieties uh, for their sowing window uh, using um, yeah, longer maturity varieties if they're sowing early. Uh, and they can also utilise crop species diversity to spread their frost risk. And Brendan, would you like to tell us what research is Deep Herd conducting on frost in broadacre crops? 
Uh, so we've recently uh, started a new uh, research project uh, with uh, GOUC, uh, funds from them, as well as um, collaborating with organisations uh, such as FAR um, and building a multidisciplinary team of researchers. Um, so this is the first year of that project. Uh, and one aspect that DPIRT is leading is uh, looking at the management of isonucleating bacteria in wheat, barley and canola. And uh, so this work, we're looking at evaluating uh, bactericides and cryoprotectants. Uh, and these, we're trying to find ones that can inhibit the isonucleating process on plants and reduce frost damage. Uh, if it's successful, um, products identified would enable growers to reduce frost risk and um, improve grain yields in their frost-prone parts of the landscape. Thank you, Brenton. And where can growers and consultants find um, frost resources? Uh, so DPIRD's website's the best place to go to. Um, there's several web pages covering frost assessment uh, for damage and diagnosis. Uh, managing frost risk, um, a page on harvesting a frosted crop, and also on the Deep Herd Climate webpage, there's uh, frost maps uh, which have incidents of uh, frost on them and uh, minimum temperatures as well. Thank you very much for your time today, Brenton. Thank you, Cindy, for having me on the podcast. It's been great. You have just listened to Dr. Brenton Lesky from Deep Herd. If you like this podcast, you can download and subscribe to Deep Herd's Grains Convo podcast series on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. My name is Cindy Webster and thank you for listening.